Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Good morning. It is time to get up with a frenetic football free agent frenzy, which is frantic and frankly fabulous. The Jets jet to say hey to a run while the entire league seems suspicious in lamenting Lamar. What the actual heck happens with him now? Meanwhile, all the G-men, they make a giant commitment. Big dollars for Danny Dimes. What a day. And we've got exactly the squad to talk about it as we get up with you starting right now. Jam-packed we are. Look at this. Oh, it's a big day. Kmart is fired up. She's excited. Here we go. Oh, look at Sam Ocho with his new wow. book is ready to roll. And looking resplendent. The coach, Herman Edwards, is here. Chris Canty is standing yeah. by. Calm You're down. Back. Calm down. I look at that. Relax. Relax. Listen. Woosa. Woosa. It's all I can do. I'm going to sit in a dark room with Aaron Rodgers if this thing doesn't happen soon enough. Let's start there. Rodgers at the epicenter of the football universe as the New York Jets sent a contingent out to California to meet with him yesterday. The conversations with the Packers and Rodgers this week regarding a potential trade. The Jets sent a group that included Woody Johnson, the team owner, and the offensive coordinator Nathaniel Hackett, who has history with Rodgers, and the head coach. Coach Robert Sala and others out to California to meet with Rodgers. We're recording to the reports that we have. Rodgers met them at the airport. The expectation was the Jets contingent would fly back last night. We don't have that confirmed one way or another. We are watching this about as keenly as you would imagine we'd be watching it. And Kmart, of course, is our primary watcher. Where do we stand right this moment? Well, I can tell you the Jets are actually flying back today. Today. I have confirmed that. So they spent the night at Roger's house. Okay. <laughs> I don't know where they slept. Um, but if I were them, I would sleep on the front lawn. I would climb into the chimney. I would get in the man's house some way and not leave because the, he's the ultimate prize, and I would not want to leave California without him. Okay. What, what else, what else so if anything, the, can you the tell? The difficult thing with this is that, once again, what have you been saying all offseason and for the offseasons that have proceeded? This is Aaron Rodgers. Everything's in, on Aaron Rodgers' timeline. So the Jets, I mean, think about it. Nathaniel Hackett had a relationship a prior relationship with but the Jets contingent don't really know Aaron so you have to get to know him you got to you got to get to know him and then say hey boss we we know life is great in Green Bay however you want to come to the Big Apple you want to hang out with Greeny and Kmart like you, this is where you want to be like we've got ball players we got a young team you got to convince him in a very short amount of time because there was talk about him possibly retiring um, so you have to, it, it really depends on where is Aaron's head. You would think after all those days in the dark, he would have come to some decision by now. And, and I want to make sure it's clear to the audience. Obviously, um, the, the, the fans who pay the most attention to this are already aware of this. But this can only happen because the Packers have given yes. Rodgers permission to yes, be having to talk, these mm-hmm. conversations. So what should we extrapolate from that? Well, if you are willing, I mean... This is Baltimore, also, that you got to say this about. But if you're willing to let your man step out the door and talk to other people, there's a chance that maybe you don't really want him to be your man anymore. Maybe you're okay with seeing him be with somebody else. And that's the thing with Green Bay. Brian Gutekunst, the GM, said at the Combine, Jordan Love is ready to play. 
and this is a kid that they went up and drafted to get. So that seems to be, that's what they wanted to do a couple years ago, turn the page to Jordan Love. The page may about to be turned. Okay, so just to give everyone a sense, I have done nothing but refresh Twitter every 30 <laughs> seconds for the last 24 hours. So thank God I just have Kmart seated right here. So I'm just going to turn to you every 15 Got seconds, it. and you give me a little no, nothing yet. So we'll see. All right, Herman, as my mentor, as my, as my as, oh boy, be his wife. Calm down, calm down. Coach him up, coach him up. Herman. First thing you said to me this morning was that the relationship with the with with Nathaniel Hackett. Look, there was a moment in time when Nathaniel Hackett became the head coach of the Denver Broncos. We all thought that Rodgers would follow him there, and Rodgers had the ability to do it unencumbered by contract and didn't choose to do it then. But you think that's a significant piece of this? Big piece of it. Uh, he, has a, he has a really good relationship with Nathaniel. I know that for a fact. And so if you're Aaron Rodgers uh, and you're deciding to go somewhere else, um, this would be the landing spot for him. And the fact that he understands who the play caller is. Mm-hmm. He understands that the play caller is going to put him in the position to be successful. Look, Aaron Rodgers... We can say what we want about him, but the one thing he will do when he walks up between those lines, he likes to compete. Mm-hmm. Uh, he goes to New York. He understands the pressure that's about to be put on him by going to New York. He likes that. Remember, he was the MVP twice when they thought he was done. Mm-hmm. He likes this kind of scenario. He is playing this out as long as he can play it out, right? He's going to ride in on the white horse and say, here we go. <laughs> that's what he wants to do. And I'm going to prove everybody wrong that – that's what motivates this guy, right? When you're 39 years old, I mean, you're sitting there, you're a first battle Hall of Famer. Yeah. You have a chance now to go to New York and take a team that has been kind of sitting right there on the edge, maybe have a chance to win a division. Mm. But this is a hard conference, the AFC. Mm -hmm. There are nine quarterbacks in the AFC. There's a gauntlet of guys you're going to have to go through. Aaron Rodgers likes that. He likes that. Mm. He wants to show I'm the best quarterback in the AFC now. Right? And so we'll see if he makes that decision. Or anything? No? We're good? Okay. So, <laughs> it's gonna she be a was long just, day. She it's was just checking. Literally, anything I'm going to triggered by Kmart. I love it. <laughs> Canty thoughts. Yeah, I mean, listen, Herm said that Aaron Rodgers has the chance to ride in on the white horse and save the Jets. He had a chance to ride in on the white horse in week 18 at home in Lambeau Field against the Detroit Lions. That didn't work out. Now, I'm not saying that Aaron Rodgers doesn't give this team definitively a better chance of winning the division and competing for a championship, but we also have to level set expectations. We are talking about a quarterback going into his age 40 season, and we saw a little bit of regression last year as opposed to what we saw in 2020 and 2021 with the back-to-back MVP season. So I think you have to go into this with clear eyes if you're in the New York Jets, and you also have to go into this with some kind of assurance from Aaron Rodgers that it's going to be longer than just a one year proposition because there's a learning curve when it comes to competing for championships. It doesn't happen overnight, especially with a young core of players. So I think that's also something that you have to consider in all of this. Here's what I will say to you, that I have neither of those things. I do not have clear eyes. (laughs) And and the other part of it is, look, I I hear what you're saying, but Tom Brady went to Tampa and won in one year. Matthew Stafford went to L.A. and won in one year. Well, he's Matt Stafford. He's he's every bit as good as Stafford is and more. He's better than Stafford. And I don't, he's not Tom Brady only because no one is Tom Brady, but he's as close as it gets. 
Okay, but yeah, but Tom Brady was actually hosting passing camps at local high schools in the middle of a pandemic because it was important to him. With Matt Stafford, you're talking about a team that's core players, went to a Super Bowl in 2018 and lost by 10 to the Patriots. So it's not like this situation with the New York Jets where you got a lot of young players that have no idea what postseason football is all about. So that's where the difference comes in, and that's why it's going to have to be important for Aaron Rodgers to be around in the offseason to get those young guys up to speed and understand what they're getting themselves into. Let me get Sacho yeah. in here. Sacho, one of the questions that I think comes up from all this is we watch Aaron. There's no question he had by his standards and candidly by almost any standards a step back kind of year last year. Some could explain that away by saying I think he broke his thumb in that game against the Giants in London fairly early on. He had these young receivers that, as we said before, he did not have the rapport with, probably should have been there during the offseason and wasn't. So we could easily say, well, it was just that, or we could say we are seeing regression. We could see a guy who was getting older and stepping. What do you think we're seeing in him? Uh, it's not regression. I think you're going to see him bounce back big time when he go. If I say when, Kmart maybe <laughs> when he goes to the Jets or right. if he goes to the Jets. And part of the reason why is that competitive piece that you talk about. Like I've been around ultimate competitors. When you have a down year, especially when you're injured and no one really knew you were injured, you didn't tell it till later in the season, you're going to come back, you're going to be great like you've been. You're a four-time MVP. Every single player on that team is vouching for him, trying to get him because they know the caliber of player he is. And so, no, that what you saw last year is not a sign of things to come. I do believe that Aaron Rodgers will bounce back to his consistent level of play that we've seen for his entire career. It's interesting, and Canty mentioned it, you know, how the locker room right now is excited about him, yeah, he's not there yet. Once he arrives, mm-hmm. that will be the key for me. How does he? How does he get along with the guys in the locker room? Mm-hmm. Right. That, that, how, how does that conversation? They all seem very excited. All, yeah, about but, but, but yeah, they're all tweet. excited right now, and, and until yeah. until he pulls in the locker room. Yeah. <laughs> and then there's a there's a different there's a different. These guys have been in locker rooms. Yeah. We, she's been in locker rooms. Mm-hmm. It, it, you've been in there. It's just a different environment. And how does he handle all that? It'll be interesting. He didn't have, I don't think, a lot of guys he hung around with in Green Bay. Mm-hmm. He's going to a new team mm-hmm. with a bunch of young guys. They're watching all this. Oh, we're excited about Aaron Rodgers. How does, how does he handle all this? Don't let Chris Canty talk you out of your enthusiasm. No, let let nothing could talk me facts. out of my enthusiasm. <laughs> these facts, like he's just yeah. cold water. He's just a wet blanket. Oh, you know what? Yeah. If you're a Jets fan, yeah. you you have a chance to get Aaron Rodgers. You better be excited. You better be walking around like, okay, this could be our moment because you haven't seen anything this great in a long time. I do wonder about culture, though. I really do. And I've been on teams where, especially my third year in the NFL, we were, you know, year one, we're eight and eight. Year two, we're five and 11, bringing a new coaching staff, Bruce Arians, bringing a new quarterback, Carson Palmer. And what Carson did every morning, he was the first one in. I mean, he'd be there before the trainers, before the coaches mm-hmm. doing rehab. He'd be mentoring young receivers. John Smoke yep. Brown had a breakout year. He'd be mentoring guys, having conversations. And all of a sudden, the morale of our team changed from a losing team to a team that believed we could win, not only because of Carson Palmer's talent, yes, he stayed healthy, et cetera, but because of the culture. Carson built this mm-hmm. belief in us. Yep. He was there all the time. And no, it's not mandatory to be in or organized team activities. Those are voluntary. But I will say this. There are players who say, man, I want to learn from you. Mm. I want to be around you. I want to spend time with you. And then there are players who say, hey, come learn. Come Mm -hmm. come spend time. And there are players who don't. And that's the difference. He makes a great point. And I will say this. When I was an assistant coach in Kansas City, Mm -hmm. and when we brought in Joe Montana, the dynamics of the locker room changed with Joe Montana. We had a great team. I mean, we were in the playoffs every year. But when Joe Montana showed up in that locker room, 
we went, whoa. And he started talking. I always told the players, you guys are stars. The celebrity is about to show up. <laughs> and it was Joe Montana. Mm-hmm. And, and we would have got to the Super Bowl. He gets knocked out in Buffalo. Yeah. But, but it, the whole dynamics of the locker room changed because of his personality. But you have to be there. You got to be there. be there, and that's the difference. Final word on this. Go quick. Well, just the perception of what the Jets are and the expectations are going to change, too. Mm. So how do young players handle that right. going into 2023? Because there's going to be a lot of hype around Aaron Rodgers in the Jets if he does decide to bestow his good graces on floor floor. <laughs> How do those young players handle that type of dynamic? Well, they're going to have to worry about that for themselves. I mean, while trying to handle this myself, <laughs> a, a lot of people seem to react to this yesterday, so Ali wanted to put it up. Stace posted a Twitter, ex- a, a text exchange that she and I had yesterday. She wanted to have dinner last night. I said I couldn't because the Rodgers stuff is too much. And she is now, P.S., making me go to this play this afternoon. We have theater tickets for a matinee this afternoon at 2 o'clock. And I told her I cannot go. And she said, why? Are you literally just going to sit there and refresh Twitter every 30 seconds? And I said, yes. <laughs> and she said, how long will that go on? And I said, indefinitely. And as a consequence of that, we're now going to this place. So, so, so I need something so by 2 o'clock. Lot, thanks, Stacy. I have a lot of work to do between now and 2. By 2 o'clock yes. this afternoon, I need some resolution to this because yes. I will not be able to sit there under any circumstances <laughs> in the meantime. Oh, we got this story going oh. on here. The Lamar sweepstakes is on. Or is it? Why aren't the bids pouring in for the former MVP? What the actual heck is going on here? Plus, sticker shock in New York. Did you see how many dollars they're giving Danny Dimes? Was this a mistake? We'll answer those questions as we roll on. Oh, what a morning. It's Get Up on ESPN. Two guys drove to work. Neither guy wore a seatbelt. One guy got a ticket. One guy didn't. The same two guys drove home. One guy wore his seatbelt. One guy didn't. One guy made it home. The guy not wearing his seatbelt didn't. Don't risk it. Click it or ticket. Paid for by NHTSA. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Delicious, meat nutritious. And the snack that packs a real protein punch. Wonderful pistachios, one of the highest protein nuts out there. Each one-ounce serving has 6 grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. Wonderful pistachios also come in a variety of flavors and sizes, perfect for enjoying with family and friends or taking them with you on the go. And you're on the go a lot, taking the kids to school, hopping from meeting to meeting, shopping for groceries. Well, the good news is, not only are wonderful pistachios a complete protein, providing all all nine essential amino acids, they're also great for all your adventures. So whether you're a pistachio purist who loves cracking open every nut, or you prefer the convenience of no-shells pistachios, Wonderful Pistachios has got you covered. Grab Wonderful Pistachios and elevate your snacking game today. 
Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. Get Up is brought to you by Chang Can Dunk, an original movie streaming March 10th only on Disney+. Plus. All right, another huge NFL story. The Baltimore Ravens officially placing the non-exclusive franchise tag on quarterback Lamar Jackson, who is now able to negotiate with other teams. And Baltimore has the right to match an offer or take two first-round picks as compensation. After that decision, their GM, Eric DaCosta, released a statement saying there have been many instances across the league and in Baltimore where a player has been designated with the tag and signed a long-term deal that same year. We will continue to negotiate in good faith with Lamar, and we are hopeful that we can strike a long-term deal that is fair to both Lamar and the Ravens. And it seemed as though within moments of the announcement that this tag had been placed, um, half the teams in the NFL came racing forward to make sure everyone knew that they're not going to be trying to sign Lamar Jackson, which struck a lot of people as funny. Now, the first place, and by funny, I don't mean literally. Right. Um, Kmart, you're, you were the first person from whom I saw this news mm-hmm. about Lamar Jackson yesterday. What fill in all of the details for us here? So it's not surprising that they put a tag on him. The non-exclusive, though, it's less than the exclusive one. And so you're looking at a $15 million difference. If you're the Ravens, you're looking at it like, well, if we're going to to make up that $15 million, we're going to have to restructure, release other guys that you talk about a Devin Duvernay, you're talking about a Calais Campbell, like a like these are other Gus Edwards, like there are other guys on the team, like that money has to come from somewhere. So, but you're also thinking, you know what, we have been fair and offered competitive offers to Lamar. That's how, If you're the Ravens, this is how you feel. Now, keep in mind, there have been reports about different numbers all over the place. Go back to week one. Diana Rossini reported that she spoke to Lamar Jackson after that Jets game, and Lamar told her, according to her report, that he had turned down 160. It was around 160, 180. So, the, so if you go back to week one, so who knows? It, it, it had to have been more than 133 mm. at the very least. The Ravens, at, that we at least know they've offered around 160, 180. But they feel like it's been fair. The Ravens feel like go out on the market, see what else you can get. They don't feel like this is over because if you go out there and find another offer, we have the option to match it. But this is go test the market. And everyone in the com- at the comment I spoke to mentioned the issue with Lamar not having an agent is a big one. Why? Because an agent will go out there and ascertain who wants you and how much do they want you. They can do that work. So here's the thing. Lamar's looking at, let's say he wants 231 because Deshaun Watson got 230. Well, the Browns situation is not the same as the Ravens. The Browns have an owner in Jimmy Haslam who literally said, get me that guy. I want Deshaun Watson, come hell or high water. Well, we saw 230 million is what he got. If Lamar Jackson has an agent to go out there and say, is there another owner out there outside of Steve Bishotti that wants my guy? Does he want to give, is there another owner who is willing to give 230? And if not, that severely hampers Lamar's um, negotiating strategy in that sense. So I think that not having an agent has really been an issue because Lamar may have um, miscalculated the the market out there for him. Do we know, how much do we know about whether the market has not been what he expected because A, of the way the league perceives him, Mm -hmm. or B, the whole guaranteed money issue? So uh, 
all of it because there are players who tweeted from Tyron Matthew to J.J. Watt. This is weird. You have a guy in his prime. Daniel Jones is getting $40 million and Lamar Jackson, a former MVP. Let me put J.J.'s anything. tweet up there for you just to give everyone and a sense for those who didn't see it. This so is J.J. Watt. We can put it up there. Why are all these teams yep. so publicly out on mm -hmm. Lamar and MVP in his prime at the most important position in the entire mm -hmm. NFL? What mm -hmm. am I missing here? Go right. ahead. So you got those players. A lot of people feel like this is fishy. Then, talking to league, league execs, some feel like you don't want to be a GM that's going to guarantee, uh, 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 give a full guarantee deal because um, Justin Herbert and Joe Burrow, a lot of people feel like they're not going to ask for guarantee money and they won't get it because of their organization. So you don't want to have to explain to your owner, how come we're overpaying for this guy when these two guys coming down the line are going to get less? So we got a lot of strong opinions on this. I want to start with Sacho because you were a VP of the NFLPA. I'm curious... Inside the offices of the NFL Players Association today, what are the conversations? Well, we'll talk outside the offices first. Outside the offices, on Twitter, around people, you hear these words, collusion, collusion, collusion. The issue with collusion is that you have to be able to prove that teams mm -hmm. are coming together mm -hmm. and, and essentially like declining your market value, saying, no, 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 we're going to come together and not sign you. And I remember 2017, I, was, I just started as a vice president of the NFL Players Association. I'd been with the PA for seven years before that. That was my eighth year in the NFL. And I remember Colin Kaepernick, there was a situation of collusion. And the issue, talking to some of the lawyers, is that we cannot prove it. How do we go about proving it? Colin Kaepernick went on to settle that case. He didn't win the case, he settled. And so within the NFL PA confines, you're saying, okay, if you are gonna go about this process of saying this is collusion, we have to be able to prove that it is. And that's very difficult to prove that teams secretly came together and said, we're not gonna sign this player. Chris Canty, I know this is important to you. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I'm, I'm extremely sensitive to it as well as all the current and former players, just because we all understand how hard it is to get to the point where Lamar Jackson mm -hmm. is now, where you have the chance to leverage your talents and get true market value. Mm -hmm. Players don't get leverage very often in the National Football League, but the, the adage goes, when you get the hammer, you better swing it. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately for Lamar, the owners ain't going to let him swing the hammer. Mm -hmm. That's what this comes down to. You brought up the Colin Kaepernick situation and how they handled that. But well, we found out that the NFL was on the wrong side of it because Roger Goodell in that promotional video or commercial he came out with and said they were wrong in how they treated Colin Kaepernick. Well, the NFL is dead wrong with what they're doing with Lamar Jackson now because there is no other plausible explanation why a 26-year-old MVP quarterback that's won a road playoff game and is fourth in win since he's come into the league, who's had his team in the playoffs for the five seasons he's been a starter, can't get the guarantees that Deshaun Watson got in his contract. There is no explanation mm, for it other than con no, collusion. No, there is no there plausible are, there explanation. Are other explanations. I agree with you. Uh, I, I, here's the thing. I agree with you, but here's the There's no, there's here's no the plausible counter. explanation when here's, you start to see the reaction of all the, the other teams within hours of the Ravens the making the announcement that they're going to tag. Well, because reporters are reaching out to teams, like, trying to gauge their interests and they're being told. But here's the counter. I agree with you, Chris Canty, but here's what other teams will say and execs will say. They will point to, here's a guy who's one and three in the playoffs. Here's a guy who, um, when you look at his skill set, the thing that, the, the knock on him has always been him as a pure passer. That is what they point to. When you look at Deshaun Watson, teams out there feel like Deshaun Watson is a better football player. Forget all the other stuff that's going on with Deshaun Watson. But they feel like Deshaun Watson is a better football player. So I, Chris, I agree with you. But I'm telling you, there are arguments within front offices about 
players and talent and all that stuff. Okay, th th this is a, a, obviously a, a, a big topic that has a lot of strong. I'm, I have to pause because I'm up against the bottom of the hour. I have so many questions for Herman. <laughs> and we got to keep doing this. So, Allie, we're going to stay on this. Mike T is going to jump in with a general manager's perspective on all these big stories that are going on out there. So stay right where you are. This is a hot button topic that I think will reverberate through the NFL. And we will reflect that in our conversation as we continue here in a moment. Plus, again, our general manager jumps in with the latest on Aaron Rodgers. How do we make this happen? How soon could it happen? We are watching the clock as we get up with you on ESPN. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C. Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. We are back on Get Up. Meanwhile on Planet Earth is brought to you by 365 by Whole Foods Market. Did you see this tweet yesterday from one Tom Brady? You've heard all of the, the stories, more speculation, I guess, that, that he might be planning a return. He tweeted, anyone who thinks I have time to come back to the NFL has never adopted a two-month-old kitten for their daughter. Uh, you know what I say? I say that's keeping it alive. <laughs> Dude, I, I think that's not the same thing as saying I'm definitely done. I'm definitely not especially, coming back. It's making it funny. Yes, it's a joke. But especially when Tom Brady literally had all this stuff happening in his personal life and still came back to football. It's like we're never going to believe you, Tom. 
We're never going to believe you. No, I'm going to believe him. He just bought a 77-foot yacht that's called 12 Angels out in South Beach. I'm going to believe Tom Brady when he say he retired this time. We'll see. I'm going to take your word for it, America. <laughs> that's a man who's had plenty to retire to for a long time and chose not to. Yes. So we'll see if the kitten is what winds up doing it. Okay, anyway, so we have that. Now, if you were just joining us here at the bottom of the hour. We have begun what I, I, is a spirited and in some cases, for, particularly for the former players among our group here today, a very passionate and emotional conversation about Lamar Jackson, who yesterday received the non-exclusive franchise tag from the Baltimore Ravens. And there was, I said it somewhat jokingly, but maybe I shouldn't have said it quite so cheekily, it was... Impossible not to notice how many teams made the immediate decision and were more than comfortable making sure the world knew about it, mm -hmm. that they had no plans to pursue Lamar Jackson as a free agent. And Chris Canty, I think, and Sam speaking for a lot of former players when they said that this is a, fr a, a frustrating time for the players because the guaranteed contracts have been such an incredibly important issue in the NFL since its inception. And I did not get a chance to let Herman jump in. You see Mike T, who's going to jump in in just a moment as well. But Herman, you're a player who, of course, your career was well before, yeah, well before these, these guys. guys did. But this was an issue going all the way back to the 70s and first, beyond. First thing I learned from the veteran guys, the one thing the owners will never do is give you a fully guaranteed contract. And I looked at him and said, really? They go, yeah. Just remember what I tell you, Rook. Well, and, and, there's and, been one. Right. There's Sean Watson. One. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, so how, and so as you see this happening with Lamar yesterday, again, as, as, as sort of an elder statesman of the game, yeah. how does it make you feel? Not good at all. Because without the players, you don't have the game. And the players make the game. And, and the players generate uh, the money for the National Football League and – Television now has become a big part of it. I, I remember we didn't have a TV contract. Mm -hmm. when, when Roselle was the owner, mm -hmm. uh, was the commissioner, and got Monday Night Football, that was big, right? And you see where football has gone from there. Uh, it's just amazing that the money that the players in the game has generated. Uh, but the owners have stayed packed on this one thing. We don't give fully guaranteed contracts. And obviously the Cleveland Browns did that. And players were like, oh. And now players are hoping – Lamar gets one because the next guy's going to want one. Mm -hmm. And good for the players because yes. they're all striving yes. to get that. I, yes. Look, I, at the end of the day, I, I was a player first. <laughs> and I get it, right? So, so I understand all that. Look, highest paid player in the league when mm -hmm. I came to the league in 1977 was your guy. Mm. Joe Namath. Joe Namath was playing for the Rams. He was playing for the Rams. Yeah. Didn't have a fully guaranteed contract. Right. That was Joe Namath. Right. And, and nobody ever did. And so the point that we have here is, look, the, the fact that all these teams have made it clear and public that they are not planning to pursue Lamar Jackson, think yes. for a moment here. They don't have to offer him a, guarantee, a, a guaranteed contract. They can sign him to an offer sheet for whatever they want. Mm -hmm. They can put $200 non guaranteed million dollars in an offer sheet and submit that. But they don't even plan to do that. They have This feels, Kmart, I, I have to say, uh, I'm sort of on Chris's side. Oh, yeah. While I understand the other side of it, mm -hmm. it feels like a statement being made. It feels like a lot of circumstantial evidence. So to your point where you can't – it does a lot of people? I can tell you, a lot of people in the league texted me saying the word collusion, but we don't have proof of that. But when you see teams that were in on Deshaun Watson, like the Falcons and the Panthers and the Saints and the Browns, those were the teams that were in on Deshaun Watson. Well, obviously, Deshaun Watson's in Cleveland, obviously, the Saints now have Derek Carr. 
But you're looking at the Panthers, who still need a quarterback. Mm -hmm. You're looking at all these teams. Washington, that really, right now, they're going with Sam Howell. <laughs> you can make a case that Lamar Jackson's a little bit better than say Sam Howell. Say that word out. Let's just say that again. Right? Say that out loud. <laughs> they're going with <laughs> Sam Howell and not making even an offer of mm -hmm. any kind mm -hmm. for Lamar Jackson. I mean, that's... It's very hard to say the, that sentence out loud. You, you make a good point because I'm sitting here and, and, and I'm thinking, okay, well, the NFC South before yeah. they signed carbs, right. they, they, all those teams need quarterbacks. Right? Now, so, now, so basically all those teams are saying for the most part, they got Derek Carr, we're going to draft a quarterback. Yeah. Well, and that's we'll interesting. So then my next thought yesterday was, well, here we go to Washington. Yeah. Candy yeah. tells me Washington's out. I'm going – Wait a minute. Yeah. And if he decided he doesn't need a guaranteed contract, then maybe all of that would change. I asked Mike T to come on, and I haven't even asked him a question yet. So I feel like <laughs> Mike Tannenbaum, jump in here. The plan was is for Mike T to get into the Rodgers of it all, and we will. But let's live here for a moment, Mike. You watched all this happen. Again, you worked in all of this from a different side. You were the one offering these contracts on behalf of ownership. What is your perspective on what happened with Lamar yesterday? Greedy, I really appreciate all the sentiment, and that very well may be true, but we don't know that yet, and here's why. The offseason really hasn't even begun, so if we're sitting here on May 1st and all these teams are passing on Lamar Jackson, everything that the guys are saying could very well be true. But based on my experience, there are a lot of twists and turns. So take a team like Tennessee, for example. Maybe they need a quarterback because they move on from Ryan Tannehill, and nothing gives you more leverage than supply and demand and as a 26-year-old former MVP in the prime of his career, some team may look at what's happened in Indy and say, there's no solutions in Indy coming out of the draft. And now my best option is to go get Lamar Jackson and I have to go pay this bill. So right now, maybe there's collusion, but we really don't know. And I will say from a GM perspective, Greeny, specifically like a team like Atlanta, I'm not talking about collusion as a GM. I'm talking to Desmond Ritter and trying to tamp down the noise and saying, hey, I believe in you. I have no interest in an alternative. So that's why, to me, there's a long way to go before if we know there's collusion in the marketplace. And the other thing that's important here, Jalen Hurts, Joe Burrow, and Justin Herbert, they're coming down the pike. They're going to have immense leverage, and one of them may break through with a guaranteed deal as well. Jump in here, Chris. Yeah, I'm curious as to what Mike T and Herm think about this, but for those teams, those five quarterback-starved teams to come out within hours of the Ravens announcing the tag and say that they are not pursuing Lamar Jackson when it takes weeks, if not months, to formulate an off-season plan with free agents and draft picks and all of those things, it, it, it absolutely, to me, screams collusion because we all know that this thing is driven by scarcity. There are never enough quality starting quarterbacks to go around in the National Football League. In any given year, eight to ten teams are looking for an upgrade at the quarterback position. And for them to come out and definitively say, on March 7th, we are out on Lamar Jackson, a guy that's 26 years old, in the prime of his career, that's won an MVP, that don't pass the smell test to me Here's at all. It, 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 and that's the part where style of play and injury history, I, I throw that all to the wayside. You know why? Because we've seen players in the past with injuries get huge contracts. That Prescott coming off of a major ankle injury got a $160 million contract. Didn't play with two one, years. With didn't play 126 years. guaranteed. Deshaun Watson missed a full season due to injury, and he missed a full season because of off-the-field issues. Didn't stop him from getting a fully guaranteed contract. We've seen it. Over and over again, teams that are desperate enough will make that play. And the fact that all of these owners from these quarterback team, quarterback star teams, teams that are in quarterback hell, decided not to go after Lamar Jackson, 
This is bigger than just sending a message to the player. This is a sending a message to everybody in the National Football League that owners are drawing that figurative line in the sand with guaranteed contracts. Well, here's the scary thing if you're Lamar Jackson. Teams that, let's say uh, teams do become interested and they put an offer sheet. What if, to your point, Greeny, what if it's less than what the Ravens offered? Ravens are like, bet. Like, go out there, yeah. see if you can get, like, that to me is the scary thing about the situation because here's a guy who I have said from jump should get a fully guaranteed contract because I think he is special and he is dynamic. But if other teams, like, nobody's going to love Lamar Jackson like Jimmy Haslam loves Deshaun Watson. Like, that's just the truth. That was, that was desperation to a different level. Let me get Sancho a final word on this. Go ahead. Owners love money. I've been in meetings. Really? A lot of people love money. There are things more important sometimes than winning. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it's protecting your pocketbook. Pockets, yeah. mm -hmm. And so if Deshaun Watson gets a guaranteed contract, and then all of a sudden, that's okay, it's an anomaly until it's not. Right. Right. Now all of a sudden, the second person gets a guaranteed contract. Now all of a sudden, uh, the watershed moment, everything breaks. And so what this really is about it's not collusion per se, verbally, whatever. Since the 70s. Yes. And before that. Contract. For the last 10 years, me being the NFLPA, we've been talking about how do we get guarantees. And we look at other leagues. There aren't guaranteed contracts stipulated in the CBAs of other leagues. Those are players coming together and agents saying, we're not signing anything until it's, unless it's guaranteed. And that's what I admire about Lamar Jackson. He's saying, I want to set this precedent. Mm -hmm. Will you all join me? So far, other people haven't. But if this guarantee does happen, fully guaranteed contract, if that's what it's about, then all of a sudden, a watershed moment for the NFL. It's not mm -hmm. about anything besides the pocketbooks. All right, I'm going to leave yes. it there for the moment. We will get back to Aaron Rodgers and the very latest on his future in a moment as well, which is why we asked Mike T to join us here. So, Mike, thank you for that. In the meantime, huge game last night in the NBA. Anthony Davis is getting it done. Hey, my basketball fans at the table, watch with me here. Anthony Davis and the Lakers taking on the Grizzlies, you know the Lakers desperately need wins. Second quarter, look what happens to AD right here, Chris Canty. Right in the nose, and it's pretty gruesome here. Take another look, Chris, and as we will see, this is, it almost, wow. What, how about that? Yeah, right there. He had a decision to make. Do I tap out, or do I put a bandage on it? And what it is. Good for him. There we he go. put a bandage on it, and he went and played. We go. Good for him. He went back and played, and he had a huge night. He had 30 points and 22 rebounds in what was essentially a must-win game against a good team, even though they're playing without John Morant. Here we go. Lakers coming back. They were losing pretty much the entire night, but there's a big slam for Anthony Davis, and they're working their way back in. And then it later, here's Davis working inside, plus the free throw. The Lakers are within one. Five minutes to go. Lakers still down one. Davis. Dishing. Rui Hachimura, one of many new acquisitions they've made. Lakers take a one-point lead. Now they're up three and looking to pull away. It's Davis again. It's Hachimura again. I'll repeat again. Davis, 30 points, 22 boards. And the Lakers go on to win 112-103. A huge win and a huge performance for Davis. The Lakers are 7-3 and three in their last 10. They're just two games behind the Warriors for getting into the top six, which means getting out of the play-in. They're still without LeBron, but they do have the second easiest schedule the rest of the way. The Lakers are getting it done. Meanwhile, tonight we'll get it done with a doubleheader. We got the Pelicans and the Mavs tonight, 7.30 Eastern, followed by the Raptors and Clippers. Uh, we'd all start your night with NBA countdown 7 Eastern here on ESPN. All right, coming up next, 
any moment, literally any second, Aaron Rodgers might make a decision that could reshape the future of half the National Football League, and we'll explain why right after this. You're watching Get Up on ESPN. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. Get Up is brought to you by Chang Can Dunk, an original movie streaming March 10th only on Disney Plus, featuring our very own Kimberly Martin. Take a look. Wow. So the big moment is here. We are finally ready for it. Chang, you ready? Uh, it's kind of windy out here. It's not that windy. You got it. Come on, Jay. Help the kid out. You want me to throw you an alley? Uh, no, it's okay. I, I think I can do it. Take off your jacket. Yeah, Let's go. Okay. You got this. Okay. Easy work, man. Form of a kangaroo. Come on! Ah. Oh! You'll get it next time, Jane. Kim, I know that's not the basketball floating in the river. Her basketball floating in the river. Yeah, but it's okay. Because guess what, Kim? What? It's not the worst thing floating in that river. (laughs) 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 Bravo! Bravo, Kim! Yeah, they translate from the... Oh, he was almost the, there, right? He was almost, al- he was almost there. there. <laughs> How much do you get paid for a role like well, that, Get out of my pockets. I, 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 mean, people, I just want to know. I'm, I'm opportunities. You know what I mean? Like, pave the way. I asked for pave a guaranteed contract for that. Uh, yeah. I, I, I have it on good authority that there is Oscar buzz. <laughs> oh, <laughs> watch it. Watch it. All right, well done. In the meantime, show me Mike T. Well, Aaron Rodgers, obviously, is the story of the moment right now. We asked Mike Tannenbaum to jump in here because, A, he was a GM uh, for in two different places in the National Football League, but B, he has experience that really almost perfectly mirrors this situation. I'll catch you up here 
With the latest, the Jets officials, including their owner and their offensive coordinator, significantly Nathaniel Hackett, who has worked closely with Rodgers in the past, flew out to California uh, where Rodgers met them at the airport yesterday. They spent some time together yesterday. Came out reports the Jets contingent is flying back home today. It is my hope they slept over at his house, but I don't know that yet. We have not confirmed it one way or the other. Meanwhile, Mike Tannenbaum, a generation ago, you were in the middle of almost exactly this situation as the general manager of the Jets recruiting Brett Favre, who ultimately was traded to the Jets, ironically paving the way for Rodgers himself to become the Packers' starting quarterback. So using your experience, how do you see the situation as it's unfolding right now, and what should we be expecting? Well, the stakes are really raised dramatically. When you get on the plane, you better come back with the player because up until now, Greeny, you have plausible deniability of, yeah, of course we looked into Aaron Rodgers, but we looked into Jimmy Garoppolo and Derek Carr and maybe a Ryan Tannehill trade. But when you go out there and it becomes public, it just puts an enormous amount of pressure. What I would be talking to Aaron Rodgers about, Greeny, is very simple. Legacy, legacy, legacy. You could be a pantheon of an all-time great in New York, which is unlike any place other. I'm talking about guys like Eli Manning and Lawrence Taylor and Phil Simms and Bill Parcells and Joe Namath, amongst many, many others. So you win in New York, Aaron, there's nothing like it for your legacy. And then very quickly, how about the way that this that all goes? If Aaron Rodgers makes a decision that he does want to play and play for the Jets, then what happens? Are the Jets and Packers, they have to work out a trade? Just take us quickly through the mechanics of this. That's right. So Green Bay and the Jets have to sign a trade contract. That could become effective on the first day of the league year, which is next week. Now, this is an enormous salary cap impact on the Green Bay Packers. It's $25 million more if they do it before June 1st. But until they agree on a trade contract, even if the Rodgers and the Jets have an extension, it doesn't matter. Okay, fair enough. Mike T, outstanding work. Thank you for jumping in here on short notice. Again, we are, I am just refreshing Twitter every 15 seconds or just turning to Kmart and getting the latest as we can. In the meantime, there was another huge move made yesterday, and this one had a lot of people scratching their heads. Danny Dimes has a lot of dollars. Daniel Jones getting a deal with the Giants four years, $160 million, $82 million of it is guaranteed. And then the Giants place the franchise tag on Saquon Barkley right before the tag deadline. So they keep their guy. The money is pretty significant. Chris Canty, what was your reaction to the contract Jones got? I thought it was a good deal by Joe Shane. I think it's very team-friendly when you look at the total guarantees upon signing. It's $82 million, which is 50% of the contract. Now, if we look at what Dak Prescott got, when you look at the overall value of the deal being the same, Dak had 80% of his deal guaranteed. Mm -hmm. So, if you're the New York Giants, you'll take this based on the season that Daniel Jones gave you. This is Joe Shane looking at what he did this year, but also evaluating the four seasons he's been the quarterback in his totality and saying that this is a deal that we can live with moving forward. This is a deal that allows us the flexibility under the salary cap to extend foundational players like Andrew Thomas, like Dexter Lawrence, and potentially work out a long-term deal with Saquon Barkley. So I like the deal. He doesn't have to worry about the $32 million in, in, in the franchise tag cap hit. He can do other business this offseason. So I think this puts the Giants in a much better place. You like it, Herman? It doesn't matter if I like it. It doesn't matter if, if, if the Giants like it. The organization, mm -hmm. the head coach said, this is the quarterback. Mm -hmm. This is my guy. And, and that's what people are failing to realize. Regardless of what he's done or, or, or what he may do, the coach 
Dable said, look, I've had Josh Allen. Mm-hmm. This guy, the stature of this man is just like Josh Allen, to yeah. be quite honest. He's mm-hmm. 6'5", 230, right? People kind of lose sight of that. Uh, Josh Allen was, was a very raw player. Mm-hmm. He gets this guy for one year. He's only 15 touchdown passes. I, I get it. He's going to have to upgrade his performance, but you got to help him. They'll probably get another wide receiver, right, to get a tight end to help him. But this is your quarterback. You don't have to worry about it anymore. We're talking about quarterbacks every year. We're talking about somebody got to get a quarterback, right? Mm-hmm. We're, we're talking about where Lamar Jackson will go. The whole NFC South needs a quarterback. The Giants have their quarterback. They feel like this guy is ascending in the right direction. We're going to pay him. So whatever you want to pay that guy, pay him because you're done now. I got my quarterback. I can fill in the pieces. And the price for a good one is only going to go up, not going to go down. Uh, Sacho, what are they capable of now? What, what can this – we saw them make a big step forward last year. What can they become? They can take a lot more steps forward. I mean, this is a obviously a playoff team, and I wouldn't say Super Bowl contender yet. There's a lot more pieces that need to be filled in in the blanks. But Brian Dayball was able to take Josh Allen from an average kind of – I was in Buffalo – in 2019. Yeah. And the year before 2018, there were people in the Buffalo region and you know, Orchard Park saying, man, is this our guy? Is this not? I don't know about Josh. Not players, just fans. Yeah. That all of a sudden, that year, Brian Dable may, helped make Josh Allen who he is. Well, what did we see this last year with, with Daniel Jones? The exact same thing. All the, now, all of a sudden, turnovers are down. Interceptions are down. Uh, the rushing is up. We're seeing a player who is evolving right before our eyes because of this coach and because of the quarterback's mm. talent. So, I actually love this move. It's a two-year, $82 million deal, yeah. 41 year. That's all that They're is. They're tied to it for two years. And they'll see if it came out. What were, what were you hearing around the league? Oh, uh, I could tell you around the league, people did not like this deal. I, people were texting me like, this is a bad deal. Somebody texted me, that's basically $3 million for every touchdown this guy threw. Um, I had one GM text me, if they did this deal to keep Saquon Barkley, that's bad. If they did it because they think Daniel Dimes is a great quarterback, that's even worse. So the, around the league, there's skepticism about Daniel Jones. But all that matters is the Giants have their guy, and they think that his potential will get better and that he will improve. I have that's to all. leave it there. Everyone is dying to jump in. I can see it, but I don't have the time. We have much more on all these football stories as we go. But i got to catch it. Scratch the net here. Quick look around the action in the NHL last night because they're working down to the end of their regular season. Sidney Crosby, a power play goal in overtime, finished off a frantic rally. Penguins beat the Blue Jackets 5-4. Penguins at one point trailed the NHL's worst team 4-0, but they came back to win. Elsewhere in New Jersey, Austin Matthews scored on a power play goal. With 2.53 remaining, the Maple Leafs came back to beat the Devils 4-3. It was his 29th goal of the season. In Philadelphia, Tony D'Angelo received a major penalty and a game misconduct after spearing Tampa's Corey Perry below the belt. Perry's teammates then surrounded and jumped D'Angelo. He is facing a possible suspension. And then finally in Seattle, did you see this from the Ducks' Trevor Zegras last night on the breakaway? A spectacular between-the-legs goal. His 21st of the season. Ducks lost the game, however, by a score of 5-2. to two. Back to the football frenzy as we continue in a moment. Is Aaron Rodgers about to land in New York? Shefty is going to jump in live right off the top of the next hour. You're watching Get Up! on ESPN. Two guys drove to work. Neither guy wore a seatbelt. One guy got a ticket. One guy didn't. The same two guys drove home. One guy wore a seatbelt. One guy didn't. One guy made it home. The guy not wearing his seatbelt didn't. Don't risk it. 
Click it or ticket. Paid for by NHTSA.